If you are like me and know that free enterprise is the greatest opportunity in the world, but you also see there are huge issues starting to arise, like why is mentorship decreasing in popularity? Why do entrepreneurs like us who love to succeed see people fail at the top and never leave true significance? And how do people like us make a lasting impact on the world? And is it possible for enough entrepreneurial leaders together to make a real difference? These are the blaring questions, and this podcast is the answer. Journey with me, your host, Christian. Together, we will challenge the status quo and conquer our legacies. Hey, Talal Gondal, thank you so much for joining, man. I'm really looking forward to really diving in. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, the owner of uh, turbochargednetworking.com, and but also just a incredible networker. Uh, I know I mentioned a little bit about your history uh, on the at the beginning of this this podcast, but really, if you would, I, I'd love to get kind of dive into like where were you at? You know, how did you develop this incredible networking opportunity, and and what you what you're establishing, and to where you're going, and how you've been able to make an impact in so many people's lives. Absolutely. So Christian, it all began in 2015. So for this one, we're going to have to go back in time. We're going to have to go all the way back to 2015. And so in 2015, I was working as a math teacher. I'm trained as an educator. That's my background. And um, I woke up one June morning in England and it was beautiful, sunny, warm, and uh, which is where, by the way, in England. And uh, so I was quite happy and I make my way to work. I go in, I start to unpack my bag. I'm at my desk, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure I'm getting ready for the day. And suddenly I'm called into the manager's office and I go there and everybody else is there too. Like all the staff who works there at the center are there as well. And uh, we got told that they're closing down the entire center and everybody's lost their jobs. Just like that. And obviously, you know, that, that, that creates a lot of panic in people. And, you know, certainly for his, you know, a panic, panic moment for me, I, I was panicking. I wasn't quite sure what to do next. You know, it was a bit of a shock. I was in shock. Um, but what I did do was uh, the fact that I reached out to everybody I knew at the time. And I said, Hey, this is what the news, I, uh, this is the news I just heard. This is what's happened. Just lost my job. Um, you know, what should I do? And, uh, you know, everybody kind of came up with the same advice that like, hey, you know, really sorry to hear that. Uh, I hope everything works out for you. You should apply for more jobs. And I was like, well, that's brilliant advice. You know, I should have thought of that myself. Why didn't I think of that? I should apply for more jobs. Um, and um, that was like the first time, Christian, I realized that the people I'm hanging around they don't have the answers to the questions that I'm looking for. They don't have the access to the opportunities I'm looking for. So in that sort of desperate moment, when you reach out to people, what you're hoping is that maybe somebody knows, uh, uh, you know, an opportunity somewhere. Maybe hey, they have some connections. Maybe they can refer you somewhere. Maybe they can put in a good word for you somewhere. But none of that came back to me. And so I realized that the people I'm hanging around with, they're at like a similar sort of stage in life. They have achieved a similar sort of success. But nothing beyond that, right? So they all are hanging around in the same sphere of influence. And I, you know, I thought, you know what, I, I need to do something about this. I, I need to hang around different people. And so I started to join Facebook groups and online communities and things like that. And, and not saying that I cut off ties with everybody else that I was in touch with, but it's just the fact that I wanted to upgrade the people that I, hanging around, I was hanging around with. And around about the same time, I heard a quote, a Jim Rohn quote, which says, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that really brought it home for me. And I was like, you know what? That is so true. I need to surround myself with people who are more successful than I am, who have already achieved what I want to achieve, who have already got what I want to get. And so I started to network and I started to reach out to these Facebook groups. There's like personal development, self-help sort of Facebook groups. And I just started meeting people and I started to find people who are very successful. They're doing so many different things. They're actually bringing value to the world. They're helping other people in so many different ways. And um, so I wanted to be hanging around, you know, I wanted to be around those people all the time. I want to learn from them, find out what they're up to, et cetera. And that got me thinking, like, I'm learning so much from them. Maybe it'll be really cool if I shared these conversations with others and maybe they get exposure to the same thing. And so I started doing this like a YouTube interview show, you know, that I started, right? So I started doing interviews with people on, on, on YouTube and it wasn't something big. It was just a, as a hobby that I started. But um, what happened was that I started connecting with more and more awesome people, people who are like top thought leaders, top influencers, right? People who are at the uh, top of their industry. And, um, 
I started to, you know, kind of look at this and I'm just like, why, why are they talking to me? Like, you know, this is crazy. I, I don't have an entrepreneurial background. I don't come from a business background. You know, I, I don't come from a sales background. I don't have any money to give them. You know, I, I, I just work as a math teacher. So why are they hanging around me? You know, maybe there's something going on here. And that carried on for a bit. And uh, when COVID hits, I was like, okay, fine. So I've, I've gone through this. I've learned so many things. I want to put it all together. I want to, I want to help other people, um, you know, see what I have discovered, you know, what I have got, all these frameworks, all these methods, all these techniques, all these strategies that, I, that I've developed and this mindset that I've got, um, you know, I can share it with people and maybe it'll be useful for them. So that was when I started writing my book, Turbocharged Networking, which you mentioned earlier. And uh, so I launched my book in August earlier this year. And uh, here it is. So this is the book. Uh, I hope you can see it, Turbocharged Networking. And uh it uh, became uh, became an international bestseller, and uh, so that that's the background <laughs> behind mm -hmm. the story. And where it's going right now is that I really want to help people who are making a difference in the world. I want to help them understand the power of leveraging relationships, building relationships, and specifically the core message of my book, which can be summarized in three words: care, value, service. That's what you need to build human connection. And all your all relationships, business relationships and personal relationships, they're all dependent on making and nurturing and developing that human connection. Definitely, definitely. Well, that's what I I really enjoy what you're doing because see, Talala, I think, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, right? We, we all know, okay, hey, networking, right? We all been to a networking event and so forth and so on. And and what I always find very interesting with your content that you're providing, uh, you know, not only in the book, but also in, in just all your other podcast interviews that you've had uh, and be, being featured in uh, numerous places uh, is, is where you say, hey, you know what, really diving into maybe getting to one to two, three individuals when you're at an event, you know, but also how do you, my question, I guess, is for, for my audience is when you have those relationships, how do you nurture them and on a consistent basis? I mean, we are all busy and it's almost like a full time job. And so what does that look like? Explain that to our audience a little bit. How do you nurture them? How do you keep them in contact? Because sometimes you may not touch base for a month, two months, four months, six months. But then, hey, maybe all of a sudden you can rely on them because that 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 relationship on the front end. So to just explain that a little bit further and in, in how, uh, you know, some action steps that we could we could implement in our life. Absolutely. So, Christian, the first thing I think we all need to realize is the fact that everybody's busy. Right. So when it comes to taking responsibility for nurturing these relationships, we have to take 100 percent of the responsibility. We shouldn't rely on others to say, oh, they didn't message me. So maybe I should message them or maybe they didn't get back to me. So I shouldn't get back to them. Maybe they didn't wish me a happy birthday. So maybe I shouldn't wish a happy birthday to them. You know, that sounds like a transactional thing. And that's precisely what I'm trying to explain to people, um, you know, through my book and, and through the message that I have is the fact that it's about care, value and service. Those are the three core ideals, the three core values that we need to adopt, that we need to always, always, always keep in mind when we are approaching these relationships, whether they're business relationships or personal relationships, right? We need to actually keep those things in mind. Um, and so as we as time goes by, everybody gets busy. And specifically with business relationships, you know, that, that that's hard to keep track of and, and do all, you know, kind of stay in touch with everybody at the same time. So there's a few things. Number one is we take full responsibility. Number two is the fact that we need to think about the long-term value of what we're providing the other person. So let's say we have a mentor, we have a business mentor, right? And so they, they, they mentored us for a bit and, uh, you know, they gave us some advice. We followed that advice. It was all good. It was all great. And then afterwards, you know, you start to kind of drift apart a bit, you know, they kind of maybe check on you a few times. And then after that, like, okay, fine, he's doing okay. So I'm going to, you know, let him carry on. And maybe they just, you know, go about their own business. But afterwards you're thinking like, what is the long-term value that I can continue to provide? And so it's about taking the initiative to reach out to them. Every, you know, when, when, whenever you get the chance and find out what's going on in their world that mm -hmm. you might be able to help with. And so an easy way to do that is just follow their social media stream, right? We could all do that, right? So follow the social media stream. Maybe they are hosting an event. Maybe they're actually launching their new book. Maybe they're actually launching a new program. Maybe they're talking at a conference, like whatever's going on. And then so you can reach out to them. It's like, hey, I just saw this post. 
I know that you're about to launch a book or a program or speak at a conference, fill in the blank. And I'm just wondering, what is it that you need help with right now? That's it. Just ask the question. Just ask the question. Okay. And to be honest with you, Christian, a lot of times they turn around and say, actually, you know what? It's great for you to ask the question. I'm actually okay. I'm all right. But I just really appreciate the fact that you asked the question, right? That you cared enough to ask the question. So a lot of times they appreciate that. But another thing that we can do, and, and I, that, that's quite an easy one, is that um, as, as we grow our own network, we're meeting new people, we're connecting with them, et cetera. Um, we are always going to connect with new people, people who are doing different things. And at that point, what we should keep in the back of our mind is, well, who can I connect this person with right now? Who can I connect this person with? So it can be a mutually beneficial relationship. And so, you know, that's not too much of an investment of your time because, you know, you kind of know that so-and-so is working on something else and, you know, you're, 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 you're aware of what's happening. And then suddenly when you meet somebody new, it's like, okay, I think, you know, this would be a good fit. This would be a good fit here. So let me make that introduction. Um, so for example, two, two, two of the people that I know, um, you know, they're, they're good friends of mine and, uh, you know, they're also part of my network. Uh, I know one of them just released a book and another one has an amazing podcast where they interview people. And so I was, I, I, I was just like, huh, well, you know what? It'd be really cool if I connected them. Now, that didn't take too much investment of my time. All I did was just send an email to introducing both of them. Like, hey, you know, one suggestion I have is that maybe you guys can, you know, have a podcast interview because I know that you're promoting your book and I know that you have an amazing podcast, right? So there you go. Perfect fit. Now, that won't happen all the time because, you know, she's not going to uh, release a book every single month or every single week. And that's OK. But when she is doing something important, I am there to support them. And I think that's where the value is. Right. That's where the long term value in the relationship is. That's how you nurture it over a long period of time, because it's impossible to do it on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis necessarily. But when something big, big does happen, if you're there to support them, if you're there to show up and be just like, I'm here to make sure that I will help you in any way that I can, that goes a long way. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I love what you said there. And though, let me kind of dial this in as well, because I think this is a, um, you know, a, a situation that many of us may fall into where, okay, you know, we come into a networking opportunity looking to sell, right? And not just build relationships, right? Oh, I got, you know, this service, I want to provide this person would be a perfect pitch. Uh, and you're just pitching them instead of, you know, building relationship. And so, you know, let's talk a little bit about that. Like, you know, when you're at a networking or, or just really just reaching out to people on LinkedIn, right? I mean, how many of us have got those, you know, just copy paste kind of things. It's like, that doesn't make you feel like whatever, right? Uh, and so like, you know, now that it's a social platform, right, whether it's YouTube, whether it's whatever, right, there's just so many opportunities to network with such incredible people. But how do you do it properly to make sure you're not coming off salesy and you're not coming off really scammy? You're coming off as a, as a genuine, hey, I just want to touch base, right? Uh, and maybe sometimes, you know, I know from experience, I get a lot of 15, hey, let's just jump on a 15-minute phone call or five-minute phone call. Honestly, we all don't have time to do that, right? So how can you do a good value proposition to say, hey, I can bring value to you. Love to have you on our podcast, or I love to, you know, mention you in this, or I love to just whatever, right? A value proposition to make sure, hey, uh, this person's way up here. I need to network with them. Higher achievers tend to be very, very um, strategic with their time. You can't just jump on 15 minutes with a CEO, right? So I uh, like just to talk a little bit about those approaches and how to do it properly. Awesome. So the number one thing I would mention is curiosity. Be curious about them. Don't talk about yourself. Be interested in them right? Don't try to be interesting yourself. Find out what they're working on, find out what their pain points are. And to be honest with the, the power of social media, like you mentioned, you already have a lot of leverage. You can actually find out a lot about them before you even have, you know, send a message or jump on a 15 minute call or anything like that. You can already do so much research, right? So it's about spending a little bit of time and just finding out what's actually happening in their world, right? Because that then gives you the time to actually maybe in the initial message, have some sort of uh, value add in there, right? So it's almost like, you know, a, a hook, 
right? You can think about it like almost like a hook. Uh, and, I, and I don't necessarily mean to use that terminology because sometimes there's a negative, uh, negative uh, sort of uh, um, idea attached to it. But what I do want to talk about is the fact that, you know, you are providing value off the get-go. You know there's something going on in the world. And so when you reach out, you come up with a, you know, a, a value proposition right from the get-go, okay? And it's not necessarily to get something back in a, in a salesy sort of way, but you want to know what's happening in the world and what is it that you can help them with? What value can you provide? So one of the three core ideas that I talked about, it was care, value, and service. So show them that you care because you've done the research, you've looked into them, you've researched them, you find out what's happening in the world, what are the current events, what are they struggling with, you can already do so much research, right? And what's your value proposition, right? Like what, what can you do for them that will be of value to them, that will actually be beneficial to them? And maybe not necessarily to them directly, but it could be beneficial to their employees, could be beneficial to their, um, you know, uh, partners, could be beneficial to their suppliers, could be beneficial to their, you know, um, HR department. I don't know, like, you know, depending on what, what it is that you do, but it's about the value proposition that you can give them. Okay. All right. And the third thing is service and is to show up and serve powerfully. So if you do get that 15 minute call, if you do get a chance to actually, you know, have a conversation or anything like that, or you send a message and they do reply to your email, then serve, serve powerfully. Because here's the thing, there's so many other people, there's so much noise out there, so many people who are trying to get something from them. It's a CEO and I want a contract, I want an opportunity, I want a job, you know, whatever it is, I want to get their advice, I want to get information, I want to get some tips, I want to get some, you know, internal uh, sort of, uh, you know, information on what's happening in, you know, with such and such. So, everybody's trying to get something from them. But if you, buy, from the get-go, lead by care, value, and service, you will clearly stand out. And that is where the, the real power comes from of actually getting the other person to, and this is the second thing I'm going to talk about. First was curiosity, acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. When they acknowledge you that you are a person of value, you might think you're a person of value, but that has no effect on them until they recognize you as a person of value. That's when the game is on, right? So it's about making sure that you are leading with those three core ideals, care, value, and service. Definitely, definitely. And I love how what you're saying as well, service, because I mean, obviously, you know, bringing value and service to those individuals, right? What happens, it almost comes in tenfold. It may not come right away, but it comes down the down the line uh, because people value relationships over, you know, just a sales transaction and move to the next. Uh, and I really appreciate you diving into that a little bit, really understanding, hey, you know what? Uh, it, definitely in today's world, I mean, let's be honest, we, we, we have so much data available to us and understanding what that person is going through and understanding, hey, this is this person's birthday. In fact, uh, just to share with you, I had an experience where I was on LinkedIn and this one person was never reaching out to me. I really wanted to have him as a client. I just said, hey, happy birthday uh, because it was his birthday. And he's like, wow, that was really nice of you. Like, you know, and it just was a weird, stupid thing. But it was that small little thing that made the, uh, you know, open up the door so then I could have that conversation with him and then, you know, do a value proposition. So I just really appreciate you sharing that with you because uh, that, that uh, you know, sharing that with our audience because, you know, that, that stuff really does work. Um, now, mm. also, um, let, let me ask you this. Okay. So. There's some high achievers, right? Uh, you know, sometimes you you have these high, high developed, well, you know, and and those people are very, very strategic with their time, right? So for someone that obviously doesn't maybe have a lot of value proposition, maybe they don't have skills, maybe they're just starting out, whatever it may be, which it's, it isn't really my audience. However, there, there are some that maybe just they don't feel like that uh, and they want to, you know, talk to a hundred million dollar individual, right? Or whatever it may be. Um, what would be what would your strategies be to be able to say hey uh, reaching out to that person or or networking and and when you do get in that door um, how to make sure that you are in a situation where you optimize that that networking opportunity and seeing hey what can I bring to you because uh, a lot of those individuals like ah oh, really nothing really you know um, because they they could get anything that they wanted uh, so what what does that look like for you to be able to say hey you know that little small little thing and 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 things like that. So th this, this is going uh, to link to exactly the story that you shared, Christian, uh, about reaching out to the CEO and just wishing them a happy birthday, right? And that's the, the first core, core ideal, care, right? It demonstrated the fact that you care. So you can get try and get reach out to that person. And I, I don't know how many times you reached out to that person. Maybe they weren't responding. Maybe they were busy. Maybe they're just, you know, not looking at the message. But you showed them that you cared about them, 
And that's really powerful. Okay. And so when it comes to like reaching out to somebody who's really high level and uh, you know, you want to make a, an initial connection and it's almost like a cold connection because you're not being, you know, you don't have anybody who, who has links to that person. Then I'd say, first of all, you know, look at what's going on in the world, things like this, you know, an anniversary or a birthday, or, you know, maybe it's, it's their children's birthday. Maybe it's their, uh, you know, children actually, you know, somebody graduated in their family, you know, none of their kids graduated, et cetera. Whatever's going on, then that's a good, good time to actually just get yourself known, send a message, get yourself known. Okay. You might not get a response initially, but Hey, you're getting yourself known. You're getting the message out there. Second thing is, on online, go on social media and follow their content, comment on their content so they can see your name again and again, make sure you share their content so they can see that you're actually sharing your, you know, again, coming from a place of care and value and you're giving, you know, some sort of service, you're actually sharing their content. Okay. You find value in it. You're commenting on it. Okay. Uh, and so that gets your name to appear on their radar. Right. So there's a name that's coming up again and again and again, some names coming up again and again and again. So you might they might they might react to something. They might say thanks at some point, etc. Now, th that's great because you're coming from complete, you know, zero degrees cold. Right. OK, there's just no warmth there at all. So you're trying to develop that warmth by showing some care, value and service. Right. So they might comment on it. They might react to it. They might give you a thumbs up or a smiling emoji, whatever. Right. OK, so that is that's great. You're breaking the ice. That is the point where I would say is a good point to actually send them a friend's request or a connection request or something like that. And if you're following LinkedIn, LinkedIn is great because when you send them a connection request, it actually allows you to send a short note, right? I think about 250 characters or something like that. It's a short note that you can send. Great opportunity because that is where you can talk about, hey, you know, I'm reaching out to you because you, uh, you know, like my post or you comment on my post, et cetera, congratulations. Uh, you know, I'm really glad that this worked out for you, et cetera, et cetera, whatever you want to say at that stage. Okay. Send that message and then get the friend request. Okay. Or the connection request. So that initial buildup, you have led to that point where they have seen your name on their radar. It's coming consistently, right? You're sharing their content. You're actually commenting on the content. It's been there. So when they see that request, it's almost like they kind of know you now, right? You're not just a complete stranger. Like who is this guy, right? Because they get hundreds and thousands of those requests probably every week. So it's not a complete stranger anymore. And that's where you want to be with that, okay? With a high worth individual like that, you want to make sure that you're not a complete stranger when you come for that, you know, um, initial sort of, uh, uh, you know, connection request or friend request. So it's a great way to develop a little bit of rapport before you get to that stage. Now, once you get to that stage and they've actually, uh, you know, accepted the friend request or connection requests, et cetera, that's obviously, you know, you're, you're now in more in their circle, you're more in their world. And then that's okay, opens you up for further conversation, et cetera. Um, and um, I, I think initially for a complete cold connection, that is a really good strategy because it com you're coming from a place of care, value and service, and you're not going to appear salesy and get their defenses off and they're going to turn off before they even get to know who you are. Well, that's what I think is so fun about today's society right now is, you know, like, for example, you, you can you can do an IG, uh, Insta, a DM directly to some influencer that you've never been able to, you know, get around their circles. And all of a sudden that, that, that communication and that network is just remarkable if you know how to leverage it. Same thing with LinkedIn. I was, uh, you know, consuming and, and uh, DMing and as well as uh, messaging every post that Ed Milet put on LinkedIn because I knew he was growing his platform. And guess what? He kept seeing my name, seeing my name. And, and then all of a sudden I requested his friendship. And then obviously, boom, we're, we're connected on LinkedIn. And obviously I don't have a yeah. cell phone or anything like that. However, though, what happened was now it just collapsed timeframes and I was able to network with him. And, and it's yeah. just, again, it's those small things, but you know, and, and, and that's what I think, just what I love what you said there you do an omni-channel approach. They're all over, uh, definitely with those high, high achievers and high influencers, you could network with a billionaire because guess what? They all want to exp expand their social media. So what, what do they want to do? They want comment, do what you can do, comment, uh, you know, edit, uh, share their content, just say, this is awesome. And how it's been, been impactful for you. And, uh, I just yeah. love your approach in, in that because it's yeah. those, those, those small things. Now, also, I love to talk a little bit, um, kind of, you know, I've known some people that almost delegate the responsibility for reaching out. So let me explain. 
some people that are higher, that uh, they have the resources. You're obviously very busy. And okay, you you got a network. Do you recommend delegating, having an executive assistant reaching out and then you guys connecting? And and what does that look like exactly to make sure that you don't lose that 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 uh, that that kind of just transaction relationship, but also that 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 pure relationship? Does that make sense? Sure, absolutely. So uh, first thing, Christian, I would say is that uh, with an executive assistance or, you know, using a VA or anything like that, that's useful for you to have only if you want to, you know, uh, in a way, put in some way of a um, verifying who's entering your world. So initial contact, who's entering your world, you want somebody there to just check the emails, just check the messages. So you get the important ones. You're not just wasting your time looking through all the connection requests and all the messages and all the emails. There's just somebody there um, at the gate, stopping them and finding out which one are the useful ones, which one are actually you know important to you and they go through. So that's useful in that way. But to actually network and stay in touch with the people that you've already got in your network and develop those relationships, no, I do not recommend using a VA or, or anything like that. It's, it's about you right? It's about you showing up. It's on you. So you have to come from a place of care value and service yourself. You have to be involved. You have to show that, you know, you are in that relationship, not the VA. Okay. They're not in that relationship. Okay. I mean, imagine this, like, would, would, would you, would you do that with your wife, Christian? Exactly. I love it. Exactly. So if that's how we need to think about it. Like, would we do that with our personal relationship? Would I do that with my mom and dad, with my wife, with my kids? Would I put in a VA there? Or would I be there to show up myself? And so it's about showing up yourself. That's really powerful. And um, uh, if it's okay with you, Christian, I'll, I'll just share one or, or two things about the yes. previous question that you mentioned as well. Um, another great way to actually reach out to somebody uh, as a cold uh, you know, contact is the fact that when somebody does an interview or they release some sort of content, uh, you know, maybe it's a book or anything like that, a great strategy there is to actually ask them a question. I just wanted to check with you, you know, I just wanted to clarify, you're saying this, is this what you mean? Right? Brilliant, brilliant. And, and that's, that's a great way for them to just be like, oh yeah, you know, let, let me open this message. This person's actually trying to ask me something that's, that's important to them. They want to clarify something. They want to take it on board because you can say, hey, I really like this. I want to take it on board. But I just wanted to clarify, is this what you mean? Is this what you're referring to? That's a great way as well. And the final one that I would use is, um, you know, um, actually, actually sending them something, sending them a, a gift or a resource, right? So by resource, an article uh, or a book that you find that you think might be useful to them based, again, on what you know, what's going on in the world through social media, okay? You can send them a, a little gift, okay? Um, or you can send them some sort of resource. Now with gifts, it could be a you know a book, but it could be something something you know um, a little bit informal. So one of the strategies that I used was I knew somebody who's very high level, and uh, they love cats, right? So they're posting the pictures of the cats all over Instagram all the time, etc. And I love cats. I actually have two cats. <laughs> okay, so. Um, all I did was just, uh, you know, put together a package with some, you know, cat laser toys. And, you know, I put in some, uh, you know, that uh, sugar paper. I put a handwritten note, et cetera. Um, and I sent them a present. I just sent them that. And then I got, you know, a message back with like pictures of the cats with the toys and saying, thank you so much. This is so great. You know, this is all amazing, et cetera. So it doesn't always have to be with the influence. It could be something Oh, sorry, somebody who's close to them, right? So it could be a friend, could be there's a family member, could be an employee, could be, you know, um, their pet in this case. So sending a present or, uh, you know, to to uh, to the influencer or or somebody close to them definitely works. That's a good one. And the final one, that, that like I mentioned before, is to send them a resource. They're working on something like, hey, check this book out. This would really help you. Or check this article out. I know you've been looking into this. This would really help you. So those are just some additional things that I just quickly wanted to mention as well. Well, Talal, I really, I really love how you just said that because see, in, in today's world, I mean, IG, TikTok, all sorts of fun stuff where you get really see people's personality, right? Uh, and, and really getting those intricacies, right? Uh, to carry on what you said, I love what you said, how, hey, you, you found out that they love cats, something that's not even related to business or whatever, you're not trying to sell, you just give them a, a quick gift. Uh, and, and those small little tidbits, what you're saying there, man, it, it just goes such a long way. I really appreciate you adding that to, to our audience because, I mean, I don't know how much you spend on the cat thing, but- 
You probably went to the dollar store, put something together for 10 bucks, and then boom, send it out. Maybe you spent more. I don't know. But at the end of the day, that relationship was worth so much more because you did that. Uh, and actually, mm -hmm. let's let's dive into that if you don't mind. What kind of return, not, 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 not trying to think financially, but just like what kind of return was that? Was that able to open up the door? Just to talk a little bit about that, that situation of because you were able to do that extra thing that stood out. What was that return? What, what was that relationship like later on? I'm just curious. So it was uh, really good because what I got out of that relationship was the fact that I, that, that person, um, I, I actually interviewed them um, on my YouTube show at the time, which I had. And then they introduced me to so many of their friends. And so I got connected to more people in their inner circle. Uh, after that, I needed some advice. So I reached out to them a few times with some advice. It's like, hey, you know, what, what are your thoughts? on? And the great way to ask for advice is just be like, I'm working on this. I'm just wondering what are your thoughts? So it's just how you phrase it. And that's a really simple way of phrasing it because it's almost like they, it gives them a chance to come and rescue you. Right. Like I'm working on this, not really sure. I'm kind of struggling. What are your thoughts? I'd love to hear your thoughts. And it gives them a chance to come and rescue you. And that's really powerful because then you're not, they're not, they don't feel obliged, right? They don't feel obliged. Like I have to do this. Like I have to respond to the whatever. And you just kind of leave it open. So that, that's a little tip there as well. But I got advice from them. Um, I got interviewed um, and uh, I got connected with so many people. But also when I wrote my book, that person's one of the 20 contributing authors to my book. They actually promoted my book right when this was coming out okay so in terms of the monetary value i mean what kind of monetary value can you put on any any of that stuff right yeah. a super high level person who's recognized to be one of the top business top le uh, thought leaders in the world is promoting my book they are a contributing author to my book um you know they they actually uh you know gave me advice they introduced me to people in their inner circle and then obviously that opened up more opportunities Right. That opened up more opportunities for me to interview more people and get connected with them and find out more about them, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's, it's a ripple effect. Right. So one relationship, one relationship that you build can lead to extraordinary results. It's exponential. Right. Where it can go over time. But the main thing is that you start off on the right foot with care, value and service. Definitely, definitely. And, and Talala, I just, I, that's what I wanted to footstop. I'm so glad you were able to tell, tell us that and really kind of explain the, the back end because see, what I love about your thinking is it's long-term, right? It's not, hey, I'm going to be this. And then all of a sudden, two months later, you know, all of a sudden they're going to invite me to this and then I'm going to be boom. And then now, you know, it was, it was a long-term relationship, but you had that and you played the long game. And now, like you just said, one relationship. Imagine you make 10 of those kind of relationships. And like you said, you have, you have, I think you said 20 authors in, in your book that you've been able to, you know, and it's just remarkable. And that's just, and just imagine the, the ripple. And obviously that's why you've been in, featured so many, so many places and being able to impact millions. And it's just remarkable to see where you're going. Uh, so I really appreciate you, uh, you know, uh, being, you know, taking the time and being, uh, being with us and really sharing your expertise. Now let's dive into a little bit of the resources on the back end. Okay. So Obviously, you want to be strategic with our relationships, but also you don't want to be bothering them, right? Uh, you're like, oh, I, I got another person you should you know, connect with. You should have another person, right? So I think there's a balance, right? Uh, you don't want to be, okay, because everybody's busy, but also you want to keep in touch. So let's talk a little bit about that. You know, obviously having a relationship, but also not too, being too buggy and say, hey, here's another person. Here's another person. Oh, you should do this. Oh, hey, you know, you'd be on this podcast, right? Maybe that might not may not serve them in that long term. So how do you how do you approach it where okay, you know what, maybe setting boundaries or 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 having these, okay, what is the strategy, if you will, of reaching out, staying connected, but not bothering them on that on that front? So that's a great question, Christian. And what I would say is that in that case, what I do is I ask their permission. Would you like me to carry on introducing to you to new people? Or would you like me to carry on sending more stuff? I know you're busy. I know that, for example, you know, this book launch that you were doing or this course launch that you did or this conference that you attended, like it's over now. Would you like me to carry on introducing to new people or sending you more resources? Okay. And sometimes they say, yeah, that's fine. You know, I'll leave it to you. I trust you because I've built that trust with them. And they say, yeah, I trust you. No worries. Whoever you send my way, I'll be okay with that. That's absolutely fine. Um, and, uh, you know, th th that happened really quite recently. You know, um, it's uh, one of my friends. She's got an amazing podcast. And uh, so I introduced her to a few people and she interviewed them. And um, I was like, okay, so, you know, th that bit is over. But would you like me to carry on introducing to more people? You know, I I've, I'm thinking of a couple of people 
here. They seem like a good fit. Do you think that that it's okay? And she came back with, yep, yeah, absolutely trust you. Whoever you send my way, done, not a problem. Um, I, 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 I will, you know, I, I've got no issues with that. Perfect. That's what I'm looking for. However, they can turn around and say, well, actually, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay for now. I, I don't need any more podcast interviews or I don't need any more resources. I've got something else that I'm focused on, um, you know, whatever. And at that point, what I say is, okay, well, that's absolutely fine. Not a problem. My offer will stay open for you. Okay. If you need me to do that, I'm more than happy to go and make introductions. I'm more than happy to go and, uh, you know, find out more sort of platforms and podcasts or resources, whatever that is you're looking for. Um, and I will help you with that. But uh, is there anything else that I can help you with in the meantime? Is there anything else you're looking for? Is there anywhere else that you need help? Is there anything else that, you know, you, um, you, you're working on, which, uh, which, will, which will be beneficial for you, right? So it's just asking those questions. Constantly being curious is asking those questions. Um, and so, you know, for example, one of the goals that I have by the end of our conversation, Christian, is that at the end, I'm going to ask you, you know, what are you working on right now, Christian? And uh, so what kind of people do you want to surround yourself with? And that's just a general open question. But once we talk about it, I'm then going to rack my brains, which is like, okay, fine. Who can I connect Christian with right now? Who will be beneficial to him? And so once I've made those in, uh, initial connections, I will then say, okay, Christian, you know, that's the all done. Do you want me to carry on? So that's one thing. The second thing is that if you are, you know, not sure if you're not sure but you think it's a good connection just send them the profile just send them say this is the person this is their linkedin profile link have a look do you think it's a good connection for you if it is i'm more than happy to make the introduction that's not a problem now how do you make an introduction that's something that is very very critical because that then determines the success of that relationship of how you actually introduce the two people. So I do it in a very, very specific way. Um, and uh, it's quite lengthy. Yeah, it, it, it's you, if you read any of my introductions, it almost looks like an essay because I really want to build up both people and I want them to see what I see in them, what's special about them. And that's something I always put in the introduction. Like, you know, I think Christian is amazing because he's so enthusiastic. He's, you know, so keen to help people and he always want to bring value to his audience. And that's something that I absolutely relate with. That That's something that I believe in absolutely in my core, which is why I love my conversation with Christian. And I think he'll be a great introduction for you. Hmm. That's the level of care that you want to put in that introduction, because that will then determine how well you have, how much success you have and how, how well you um, actually, you know, um, maintain that relationship with the person, you know, what it actually looks like. So it's really making sure that, you know, you do those things. First of all, make sure that you ask for permission. Secondly, if you're not sure, just send them the profile and, and see if that fits them. And uh, thirdly, when you do make that introduction, make sure you put in a lot of care into that because that will determine the success. Don't just write two lines. Christian, meet Jim. Jim, meet Christian. I hope you guys kick it off. Take care. Bye. That doesn't help. That helps you with nothing. Nothing. Okay. So I really suggest that if people are going to make an introduction, put some thought and care into it. Uh, you know, and, and explain to them why that person is special, what's special about them, build that up, build both people up, three people up, whatever introduction you're making, right? Build them all up and Tell them why why you think they're special. Mm -hmm. Wow, I love that. I love. It. See, it's it's those small details that you don't think of, right? It's those small little intricate, you know, things that obviously make the world a difference on the back end, and you know, ten x, twelve x your 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 return now, in that relationship. What I mean, not not just by financially, but just that relationship, right? Uh, it makes the person feel better, and and they, like you said, value those individuals and lift them up and pre-frame them to whoever you're introducing them to. I think that just those small intricate details, and I love to get a little bit more granular in this because, see. What I found is just my personality, you know, my personality is that I have to have systems in place, right? Uh, and I'm, I like to get to know your little systems because obviously you you have hundreds, probably thousands of people that you've met, that you've talked to, that you've networked. How do you keep track of that? Is there a CRM that you use? Is there an Excel spreadsheet? Is it, okay, I've just reached out to this person this date, I emailed them, and you you have a tracking record, and then of course you can, you know, you know run a, a report and say, okay, who do I need to reach out to? Who do I, who do I need to network? You know, like, I'm just curious, and I know we're getting a little bit technical, but I'd like to do this because I think it's very valuable because that those small things like that help you stay organized so you stay consistent, right? And that's what it comes down to. So 
tell us a little bit like intricate details of what you do and systems that you build around to make sure that, okay, you're staying consistent with building uh, network and, and, and keeping relationships. Yeah, so Christian, that's a great question. And uh, some advice on it, I actually share in my book. Um, and uh, what um, I am a huge fan of is simplicity. Okay, the system has to be simple. If the system makes your life even more complicated, then I don't want to do anything to do with it. So if that means you set up a very simple spreadsheet, Excel spreadsheet, and you just have like, you know, three or four columns about who the person is, when did you meet them? Where did you meet them? Or who introduced you to them? Um, you know, and a few notes about that person. And when was the last time you contacted them? Fine, you know, set that up. Hey, go for it. I, I'm not going to stop you. Um, in terms of CRMs and things like that, there's so many things out there, Christian. Um, but I would say, you know, if you want to invest in a CRM, I'm not going to hold you back. But I think if you want to invest in a CRM, it it there needs to be a it needs to be a justification behind it. So if you have a, like you know, if you work in sales, for example, and you want to invest in a CRM, that makes total sense to me. You know, because obviously your your returns are going to be based on you know how well you network and how well you keep track of your network, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So th that needs to be all there, and you need to be able to generate reports, like you say, and all sorts of other things, right? Um, but I'm a big fan of simplicity. So even if you set up a simple spreadsheet and it helps you just keep track of your contacts and uh, you know you can stay on top of your game, fine. Uh, in terms of my system, um, to be honest with you, I don't actually have a uh, you know a, a, a straight um, you know answer for that. The reason is because, like you say, it's a multi-platform approach, right? So. I, what I try to do is try and meet the person where they're at. So if this is a person who hangs around LinkedIn, I'm going to go to LinkedIn, right? And so I, I'm, I'm then hanging around LinkedIn. I'm following them. I'm networking with them there, et cetera, et cetera. So all of the history would be already on LinkedIn. All the messages that we've sent, all the posts that I've liked and shared and all sorts of, it's all going to be on LinkedIn. If it's on Instagram, then I just go on Instagram and then all the things will be there. So it's automatically in a way kind of tracked for you dependent on where the person is and it just kind of works for me that's just the way my mind works i'm able to go into one place and deal with everything and go to the next place and deal with everything i don't need to then decentralize that and and you know take everything apart and put it somewhere else um for me it works but i'm not saying that it's the best way uh, i'm just saying that it's my way so if for somebody else uh, you know they want to start off a spreadsheet go for it they want to invest in a crm go for it they want to use some sort of sort of so platform, fine. I haven't got a problem with that. As long as it gets you results, as long as it works for you. That's awesome. And, and, I, and I love what you said there because you really have to determine what works for you. Like you obviously you don't have to have all that other stuff because it's like, hey, you know, LinkedIn and, and having those strategies, boom, it just makes sense for you. Uh, and I just want to share with you real quick kind of what I do because uh, just for the audience, just so because it, you do have to have a system. And what I've realized just like Talal was saying is you have to figure out what works for you. Yeah. Uh, so what I've known is I, I don't stay consistent with things unless I have things automated. And so what I do is I actually have an executive assistant. Whenever I talk to someone like on a podcast or anytime I'm talking, what I have her do is I have the name and then she goes and gets all their, you know, their, their platforms, their social media platforms and put them in Excel spreadsheet. So then I can go to that Excel spreadsheet. I can look them up and I don't have to be, you know, wasting my time trying to find them. So boom, 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 boom. It's all right there. Their email, their contact. And then as well as uh, I do have like a, like a note section where I literally just type in, Hey, you know, this, 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 Hey, they like pizza. They like this. They like, you know, coffee, whatever, you know, random stupid things that help me. So when I send them a gift, you know, boom, uh, just like Talal was saying, Hey, that, that really carries a lot of weight because it's not just oh here you know here's a random stupid thing that you're not really going to use but it's something that's you know obviously hey it's a 20 dollars gift card for my birthday and i love this pizza place whatever it may be um and so i really just appreciate you diving in that because you have to identify what works for you but also staying consistent and that's why i wanted to dive into that because i know you talk about that in your book and i know that's going to be very beneficial for people on the back end because unless you stay consistent well all of a sudden six months go by and 12 months go by and you realize man i i, I spent all that time on the front end talking and building a relationship but i never did anything thing on the back end right uh and then um you know you, you want to make sure you you constantly and it's it's a full-time guy uh job you have to be intentional with it so i really appreciate you just diving into that now tell us a little bit more uh, about your book uh if you will tell us a little bit about your audience and obviously you know why that is so impactful and how you've been able to impact so many people because of the content that you have in your book there sure so my book um which is called turbocharge networking it's um 
about my story of how I lost my job as a math teacher and then had to network and then, you know, what strategies I learned along the way, what worked for me, what were my, you know, the, 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 the sort of, uh, you know, roadblocks along the way. I say. Um, so it's, it's about, you know, um, what I discovered. Given the fact that I didn't come from a business background, entrepreneurial background, or sales background, I was trained as a you know educator, as a math teacher. So what did I discover? All these things that I discovered along the way, and then obviously um, I've also got twenty other people who are sharing their insights and their strategies in the book as well, which is really awesome. Um, but the core message is, you know, it, it's again going back to those three ideals: care, value and service, which are so important for building a human connection. And I feel like that is the thing that we need to work on the most, the connection, the human connection in that relationship. And one of the biggest things, one of the biggest things that I, I, I really want people to uh, you know, think about is there's one thing that will literally propel that relationship in a blissful, powerful, strong direction. And that is emotional safety. Emotional safety. The other person has to feel emotionally safe around you, to talk to you, right? And that's very, very important. We talk about so many other things. We talk about strategies. We talk about systems and we talk about so many things. But I think the number one thing is that it's emotional safety. They need to feel emotionally safe to open up to you. If they don't feel safe, you know, around you, it doesn't matter which strategies you have. It doesn't matter which systems you have. You know, none of that actually matters. Your routines won't work, right? Strategies won't work. What really matters is that you need to come from a place of care, value, and service so you can demonstrate to the other person you can demonstrate to the other person that you are going to actually be there and you're going to be supportive and you're going to help them and they feel safe around you, right? They don't feel like there's an agenda being pushed. They don't feel like, you know, you are there to just randomly make contact, okay? Or there's something else, that ulterior motive that you're trying to achieve. Because this is something, um, again, I mentioned in my book, this uh, was a, a research study, I believe, from the University of New South Wales on intuition. And what we found is that we have a very highly evolved sense of intuition. We can tell when somebody's pushing an agenda. We can tell when somebody's being fake. We know when somebody has ulterior motives, right? We might not be able to know exactly what it is. We might not be able to voice it, but we sense it almost like an, at an energetic level, right? So if we try to show up and we're not being authentic, we're just trying to put it on or, or just trying to you know have a, 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 a transactional sort of relationship or just trying to get a sale out of it or trying to push an agenda or anything like that, it will be sensed. Okay, they might not actually say anything about it, but they will sense it. Okay, and what we also found from the research is that intuition actually improves through experience and exposure, it only gets better. So, the more people you meet, the better you will be at, at gauging people. Okay, so emotional safety for me is very, very important. That's huge. That's huge. And I really appreciate you diving into that a little bit because, uh, you know, that is something that we don't really talk about and having that human connection. So if you would, you know, obviously you, you dive into that quite a bit uh, in your book. Uh, where can they reach out to you to get that book uh, and obviously connect with you and, and what you're doing and really just, you know, learn a little bit more from you? Where can they reach out to you? So, so Christian, um, the website is uh, turbochargenetworking.com. So www.turbochargenetworking.com. No spaces. They, they can just put in turbochargenetworking.com and the website will show up. And so there are options there for people to go and check out where to get the book from. Um, and uh, also I try to write a weekly blog. <laughs> okay. And this is about based on real conversations that I've had that week. Okay. Um, and uh, the best place to go and, uh, and check out other stuff and, and see where I hang around is actually LinkedIn. So if anybody wants to reach out to me, they can just go on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, yeah, they'll be able to find me there. I hang around LinkedIn. That's awesome. You know, and guys, uh, that information will be in the description. 
below so you can go ahead and click on that and i would recommend highly getting this book learning from him understanding watching his content on linkedin uh and and, and real quick to all before we let you go man i really again really appreciate your time and bringing value um, because it's a very interesting time right now uh and because we're we're so you know, separate still, uh, even with all the COVID shenanigans, it's kind of dialing down, but it's still, it's very prevalent. Uh, we make sure that of course, you know, we're networking, but also building that, like you said, that human connection and those relationships, right? That's what it comes down to. Uh, so I really appreciate your time diving into this. Uh, you know, is there any other last words of wisdom that you could share with our audience, my man? What I would like everybody to do right now is to just take a step back and think about who are the five people that you're spending the most time with? Because the people you spend the most time with, they affect you in ways that you might, we, we might not even understand, okay? Um, again, I talk about it in my book. The fact that you are affected by people within your sphere of influence up to three levels of separation. What do I mean by three levels of separation? First level is your friends and family. Second level is their friends and family. And then third level is everybody's friends and family, right? Okay, so it's like the level two people's friends and family as well. So you might not even know who these people are, but we have research that shows that we, our, our level of success in life, our health outcomes, our habits, our values, our beliefs, are all constructed and come together from up to three levels of separation. So we might have never even met those people, but they're affecting our beliefs, our values, our levels of success, our health outcomes, like so many things subconsciously. We don't even realize it. So who are the five people you're spending the most time with? It's really important that we actually take an inventory of that. And the next question I will ask is, are they building you up or are they tearing you down? Because as important as it is for us to actually network and surround ourselves with successful people, awesome people, positive people who drive us and motivate us and uplift us and push us forward and mentor us and give us amazing advice. It's also important to limit our exposure from the rotten apples who tear us down. Right? And it's so critical because a lot of times we, we can't cut off contact because it might be our friends, they might be our family, they might be our people we work with, our colleagues, our neighbors, you know, we live with them. And so you can't cut off all ties with them. But you can limit your exposure. That is something you do have control of. So what can you do right now to limit your exposure to those toxic negative people? And the final thing is, what is your plan to upgrade your five? Because the five people you have, I don't want you to lose in touch with them in your life right now, but each new level of your life will require a different version of you, which means that you might have to upgrade your five in order to actually upgrade yourself in order to get to the next level of your life, because that's what will be required of you. Wow, man, you are dropping the mic. Let me just tell you that. I mean, guys, I hope you just rewind this, listen to that last minute because that was gold. Everything else was 100% gold, of course, but that was just beautiful, man. And my gosh, man, I really appreciate your time being on here. And and guys, again, reach out to him, have that conversation, and, and, you know, enjoy his book and implement. That's the biggest thing, taking action. Talal, I really appreciate your time on here, man, and just, you know, just diving in and speaking the truth. But thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me, Christian. I really appreciate it. I hope it served people. That's, that's our goal. We're here to serve people. So I hope that our conversation served people. And I love to know their takeaways. What were their biggest takeaways? How and how are they going to implement them? I'd love to hear about it. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you so much, man. Talk to you then. And guys, that is Journey with Christian D. Evans podcast. This is your host, Christian D. Evans. Cheers.